And so let's read uh, Colossians 3, 23 and 24. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 and 24. God's going to help us tonight. And I want to I encourage you this evening. Um, you know, you may be going through a storm, through a trial right now. You may feel like uh, throwing in the towel. You know, we've all felt like that. You may feel like that tonight. And you may be in such a great capacity of ministry even, uh, but we're all human and we all get tired. Can you say amen? We get weary. We get battle weary with all the things that go on sometimes. I mean, maybe uh, those that are in this place or those that are tuning in, uh, we all get tired. So tonight I pray that God strengthens us. I pray that his word just comes alive in us and strengthens us and, and gives us that push that we need to finish this race because that's what it's all about. Now, Colossians 3.23, the Bible says this. It says, work willingly at whatever you do. Work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and that the master you are serving is Christ. The Bible says work willingly at whatever, whatever you do. Wherever God's called you, work willingly. You may say, Pastor Matt, I haven't got that promotion yet, so, so I'm not going to work so diligently until I get that promotion. No, that's not biblical. The Bible encourages us, wherever we're at, work willingly. Con ganas, right? With passion, work willingly. Wherever you're at, 110%. Be that example there at your workplace in ministry. 110%. Work willingly, the Bible says. Now, I don't know how many of you have young kids in this place, but I know when it's time for my kids to do chores or I have to tell them to, you know, we have to tell them to clean up their room or clean up their toys, right? Most of the time, they're not so willing to do it, so, so we, gotta, we gotta stay on them, and sometimes that's how we get. We just do it really slow, and we do it half-heartedly sometimes, and yes, sometimes, even when it comes to ministry, we could take, out the, take on that same spirit, but the Bible teaches us and tells us to work willingly at whatever you do. Though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. By the sweat of our brow, I want to encourage you to continue to work in this place. You've been in ministry for many years. You've been serving God for many years. You've been faithful for many years. Continue to be faithful. It's so important. Little do we know sometimes, and, and, and little do we realize how much our example impacts those around us. How much our, our, our exampleship and our steadfastness in the Lord encourages those around us. Even if they don't say it to your face, even if they don't vocalize it, they see you. The fact that they see you still serving God is such an inspiration to so many. Stand fast, brother and sister. Don't throw in the towel. Perhaps in your marriage, you're battle weary. Let's be real tonight. Perhaps you're tired. Don't throw in the towel. God's called you to be faithful, to love, even sometimes when it's difficult to love, to be that, that father to your children, to be that, that husband to your, to your wife. Be faithful. Stand fast. Be faithful. Because I guarantee you, if you stand fast and you're faithful to your responsibility to what God's called you, you're going you're gonna to be blessed. You're not going to regret it. You're not going to regret it. God is going to do so many powerful things, but we have to stand fast. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. One person said this. 
a, Dave, a quote from Dave Thomas. He said, hard work is good, good for the soul. And it keeps you from feeling sorry for yourself because you don't have time. Keep working hard. Doesn't let you feel sorry for yourself because you're so busy. So keep working hard. We have to understand, brother and sister, that our, our labor is never in vain. It's not in vain. Everything you've been through, every battle that you've weathered, every storm that you've weathered, God has a plan and a purpose for it. It's not in vain. In 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the Bible says, So, my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work enthusiastically for the Lord, for you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Another translation says, Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Be strong and immovable. See, sometimes our decision for Christ is going to be well-received by those around us. Uh, the stand that we take for righteousness is going to be, uh, it may be popular, it may be well-received, but many times the stand that we take for righteousness, the work that we put our hands to, is not going to be so popular, but the Bible tells us be strong and immovable. Despite the circumstance. Despite how we feel, Right? Despite sometimes where our mind's at. Because if we're honest with ourselves, man, our minds can go elsewhere. We could feel, you know, we could be here in body, but we may not feel like it, right? But no matter what, be immovable to what God's called you. Be strong and immovable. And this is where blessing comes, church. You're not always going to feel like doing uh, righteous, uh, like, like serving God in righteousness. You're not always going to feel like doing the right thing. You're not always going to feel like being faithful, but the Bible tells us, nevertheless, be strong and immovable because your labor is not in vain. So be encouraged today, church. You know, we've talked this month about uh, being faithful in the work of evangelism, spreading the good news for Christ. We've, we talked about that. We talked about being faithful and continuing to work, laboring in love. Talked about, we were blessed with Pastor Tim last week, and we talked about being faithful in ministry. Working in ministry, being faithful, it's such a blessing to be in ministry, to, to be a part of God's work, to be faithful in that. So tonight, as we close this off, what I want to look at is the increase. I want to talk about the reaping of our faithfulness, the, the, the time of reaping. Because we're talking about sowing, we, we spend a lot of time doing that. We're going to look and we're going to summarize the, the, the sowing aspect, but we're going to talk about the increase. So that's the, the title of tonight's message is the increase. So our sermon scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 3. So let's turn there. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5. And then uh, we're going to pray that God would have his way, that God would uh, just encourage us and speak to us and Help us to continue on because there's a great work ahead of us. Can you say amen? amen? There's still a great work. Paul says that there's a great and effectual door open to me and there are many adversaries. There are many that will oppose the opportunity that we have to, to serve God in righteousness, to stand for righteousness. We see it all in society. Just turn on the news, turn on TV. You see everything that is being promoted out there and they're not standing for righteousness, but God's called us to stand for righteousness. So 1 Corinthians 3 verse 5, the Bible says this. Here Paul's talking to the Corinthians church, the Corinthian church. He says, After all, who is Apollos? He asks the question, Who is Paul? 
See, some of the people of God were saying, who are you following? Well, I'm following Paul. The other was, I'm following Apollos. Apollos. They were talking about following different men of God. So he's saying, after all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? He's saying that about himself. We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. Talking about work. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Apollos watered it. But it was God who made it grow. There's the important part. But it was God who made it grow. It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. Again, we're talking about growth. We're talking about planting. But here we're talking about seed and we're talking about growth. We're talking about the reaping here. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers. For you are in God's field. You are God's building. Praise God. Let's bow our heads tonight as we pray. Dear Lord, we're so grateful tonight, God, for your mercy and grace. We're thankful, God, to just be here in your presence, God. We're humbled uh, this evening, God, that you've, just, you've called us, God, that you've counted us worthy to be called sons and daughters of God. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the sacrifice, Lord, that you gave for us. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us. Father, I pray that you speak to our hearts tonight, God, that you would help us, Lord, to be immovable, to be steadfast, God, to be faithful to the work that you've called us to, Lord God, that we would not give up, my God, that we would not turn our, our hand away from the plow that you've called us to, Father God, for we know you take no pleasure in that. Help us, God, to press forward, my God, to be steadfast. I pray for everyone in this place that may be uh, weary, that may be tired. Father God, I pray for a refreshing, God, a fresh wind of anointing and strength, God. Father God, for your joy just to be evident in their lives, my God, for your word says that the joy of the Lord is our strength, oh God. Help us, my God. We depend on you, Father. Speak to our hearts. We thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We give you praise, honor, and glory. We ask in Jesus' name, and God's people say, amen. amen. Thank you, Jesus. It is not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. That's good news tonight. The one who plants and the one who, who waters work together with the same purpose, and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Again, we're talking about work. God's talking about work here. He's, he's inspiring us to continue to work, to continue to be faithful. Now, when you say work, some of us just want to run the other way. We want to come into church, we want to be in the kingdom, we want to just bask in God's presence, and we do that, we thank God for that, but God's called us to work, to take the attitude of a worker. We are both God's workers. You are in, God, you are in God's field, you are God's building. So as we summarize this entire series for this month that we've been talking about, about the grind, about working, I want to encourage us all through God's word is to continue to plant, to plant, to plant, to always plant. Be planting seeds wherever you're at. Because if, if you don't plant seeds, you're not going to get a harvest. Can you say amen? That's just the way it is. In agriculture, right, if, if you can't just sit there and, and, and look at an empty field and, and water and hope that something's going to grow, no. The agriculturists, the farmers, they have to plant seed. There has to be a season of planting. So you and I, church, have to always be planting, planting, planting. Sow that seed. God's given you and I seed. We have to sow it. 
He's given us his word. Here's one example. Through, through conversation, right? Through your interactions with your loved ones, interactions with your friends. When they walk away and they, they depart from a conversation with you, what are they left with? You may have had a great conversation. You may have talked about something interesting. You may have just, you know, just shot the breeze. But God wants us to have the attitude of planting. What can you leave others with? How about planting a seed of encouragement? A gentle reminder to someone that, that God's always there, that God has a plan for them. Something. Always be planting the seed. Always have that attitude of planting because it, because it is in that that God is able to work. See, God needs something to water. Here Paul's talking about, you know, one, one man sowing the seed and, and another man watering, but God brings the increase. What if you took one of those elements out? You took the seed out and there's someone just watering. Where's the increase going to come from? Or you just talked about the seed, but there's no watering. Where's the increase going to come? There has to be planting all the time. If you and I are believing for the miracles that we've been asking God for, we have to continue to sow seeds. We have to plant, always be planting. Have that attitude, that spiritual posture in our lives to always be planting. Get up in the morning and understand that the day that you have is a gift from God and you have an opportunity to plant, to sow seeds in the kingdom of God, and you'll never get that day back. I'll never get it back. Today, there's just a few hours left here of June 29, 2022, a day that we'll never get back. And if perhaps you went through the day and, and you can't look back and say that you planted any seeds, well, you still have a few hours. You still have some time to plant some seeds. So we have to continue to plant every day, always. Galatians 6, 7 says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. You will always harvest what you plant. Now, this goes for both the good and for the bad, but, uh, but praise God, God help us to, to apply it to the good, that we would plant seeds of righteousness so that we could reap a righteous harvest. Sow the seed. Always be watering the seed. Maybe there's loved ones that you've been praying for. There's coworkers that you've been praying for, for salvation. You've been being that example. Maybe you've planted a seed a long time ago, or maybe someone else planted a seed many, many years ago. Water that seed, encourage, encourage them into righteousness, encourage them to, to know the Lord and to see God. What about your children, our children, our blessed children? My goodness, what a responsibility we have. What are we sowing into their lives? grandchildren, if, if that's the case, or your nephews and nieces, or, or, or anyone that's younger, that, that you have a place, a position of, of influence. Plant. Speak words, spiritual words of challenge, of encouragement. Inspire them to follow God, to seek after Christ, to experience his righteousness and see what he has for them. See, the kingdom of God needs faithful workers in Luke 12, 42 and uh, 43, the Bible says, And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward whom his master will make ruler over his, own over his household to give them their portion of food in due season? Look in verse 43. Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. That saying, blessed is the servant that, that, that he left in charge of his household, that when he comes, that he finds his servant faithfully doing what he's commissioned him to do. Blessed is that servant. 
Church, that should be us. In every aspect, in every way, always be doing the work of the Lord wherever you're at. Yes, even at your workplace, be faithfully serving. Be that faithful employee that God's called you to be. When your boss is around, when they're not around, when they see you, when they don't see you, be faithful where you are. Always be working. Have that attitude of sowing seed and faithfully working for the kingdom because you're doing it unto God, as the scripture said that we just read. You know, it's amazing and it's powerful uh, how God works through, through seeds. I mean, even in the physical realm, when you think about planting seeds and how they, 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 they go into to the earth there and there's a time of waiting, there's a season of waiting and watering and, and, and you never know when that seed's gonna sprout. That should minister to the, the situations in our lives, church. You've been believing God for salvation for your family, for your children perhaps, for your loved ones. That moment that that seed grows, that's up to God. The Bible says he brings the increase, but what's our responsibility? It's to sow the seed and it's to water it. It's to continue to pray for them, continue to encourage them, continue to invite them to church. You know, one of those times that you invite them to church, they're actually gonna show up. Do you know that? You may have invited them 100 times, but on the 101st time, they're gonna come out. Why? Because you're being faithful and you're constantly reminding them, come to church. You gotta be here in church. You gotta be in, in God's house. You're planting that seed. It's amazing how God moves through, through seeds that are planted. You know, think about your life and your testimony and however it was that you came to Christ. Think about it for a moment. The circumstances that drew you here. The people that God placed in your life to speak a word of encouragement, to, to share the good news with you. Maybe that family member that you knew at their worst, they, they, they changed all of a sudden and it was just the most foreign thing to you, but it, it was Jesus. What an example that was to you. Think about it. And it was all God's work. Why? What was the purpose? It's so that he could draw you and I to him. That's the plan and purpose. God wants to draw his children to him. He wants, he wants heaven to be full. And he uses people, he uses people to plant seeds in our lives. It's, it's an amazing, just to stop and think, rethink about it sometimes. Thank God for it. Like, man, God, all the things you did in my life to, to, to draw me to you. It's his mercy. It's his grace. It's his love. Don't you see how much he loves you and I? All that he did, all that, starting with, with his love in Christ. Jesus coming to die for us, being that, that, that perfect sacrifice for you and I, it started there. But all throughout our lives, God was continually trying to draw us. And we would come, we'd get close, and we'd rebound, we'd go off our, on our own, but God was, con the Holy Spirit was constantly working. He's constantly, by his mercy and grace, he's constantly trying to, trying to pull you in. He sends this person, he sends that person, he has this person praying for you, that person praying for you. God is constantly strategizing to bring you in to the kingdom. It's his mercy and his grace. All your life he's been doing that for the purpose and the desire so that you would be in his kingdom and so that he can also use you to be that blessing to others. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. <clears throat> I think back in my life, when I was at about the ripe old age of nine years old, I've told this story before, but my grandmother Nine years old, right? You would think the kids are just running around like, you know, I'll, I'll tell them about Jesus when they're older or when they need it, right? But she was planting the seed when I was, I was probably about nine years old. She would always tell me, you have to go to church. 
You need Jesus. I mean, this is full gospel. Without Jesus, we're nothing, the Bible says. She was telling me this. And I didn't understand everything, but I remember her telling, like, we have to go to church. You need Jesus. I remember that. As clear as day today. And what was going on there? God was using my grandmother to plant a seed in my life. And it was a seed that lied dormant there for, for, for many years. And then years would, would transpire, and I remember uh, uh, my, my dad opening up the scriptures and seeing the, the powerful work that God did in his life from the background that he came from. My goodness, seeing him change, right? Seeing him sober was a miracle. Just that fact was like, my eyes were like, wow, God's real. Began reading the Bible to us. Bible stories. I remember Shadrach, it was the story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from way back. I was amazed, talking about the furnace and how, oh man, there, the three of them were cast in the fire and we behold, we see a fourth person. He has the likeness of the Son of God. I always remember that story because that was one of the first Bible stories I learned about. What was God doing? God was planting a seed. It was all part of God's mercy and plan. And, and I'm no one special. I, I am the apple of God's eye. I am his son. Thank you, Jesus. He loves me like no other, but he also loves you the same. Amen. He has, he has a perfect plan for your life. So if he did that for me, he's doing that for each and every one of us. Those seeds were planted, and they were there in my heart, and they were, God was watering them through the years. See, God's people... And there are many others in my life, but God's people were faithful to share the good news with me, just a young child. Never underestimate, and I thank God for, for children's ministry. Man, they, they have such blessings in God's kingdom because of the work that, that, that children ministers are doing. They're, they're, they're planting those seeds in the lives of children. And those things are going to sprout up one day into righteousness, into salvation. It's such a powerful work. So God's People were faithful to share the good news with me, right? They, they were, that, that was their responsibility. That's our responsibility. Share the good news. Be that example. Speak a word of encouragement. And, and what was God's responsibility in this whole recipe? It's, the Bible says that God brings the increase, right? So my loved ones and my family that were being faithful, sharing the good news with me, they were being faithful with the, the opportunity that, that, that they had. I was there at my grandma's house, and she said, I have an opportunity, and I'm going to share the good news with him. You know, my dad had, had me and my cousins there in front, sitting on the ground, and I'm going to use this opportunity to read a Bible story. And they were faithful with, with the seed that God gave them to share. And what did God do? God used life situations to draw me to him. See, he used life situations, things that, that are beyond anyone's control, but God's control, no, no one else but God. He, he used those situations to get my attention through hardship, through difficulty, through, through problems, right? What do those things do? They cause us to look up. And that's what happens. Be faithful with the seed God's given you. Plant the seed, water the seed, and God's going to use his spirit, his, his will, his life situations to draw those people. So when you see your loved ones going through hardship, Perhaps they get incarcerated and that was the last thing that you wanted them to do. But you understand God's sovereignty. God knows how to get his children's attention. And God is a, is a strategist and he fights for us. Why? Because he loves us. The Bible says in John 6, no one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. And at the last day, I will raise them up. So no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws them. That's why I'm here. That's why you're here today, because the Lord loves us so much that he drew us. Why? Because people were faithful in planting the seed. 
And the word goes on and on. So now you and I, church, we have to be faithful. And it's going to produce a reaping of salvation for many. That's what it's all about. There are material things that we need, right? We're things in our lives that we pray for, we need. You know, there are many things in my life I still am believing God for, right? But all in all, when we compare it to eternity and the salvation of souls, it's dwarfed. And God still is concerned. He wants to bless you. He knows the desires that you have, right? He understands that, and, and that's important to him. But the most important thing is the salvation of others. So God brings the increase. In Ecclesiastes 11.1, 1, the Bible says, Cast your bread on the waters, for you will find it after many days. Cast it on the waters. Cast your bread. Sow that seed. After many days, you will find it. You don't know when. You don't know when, in what form it's going gonna, it's gonna to manifest itself. But you understand the promise of God that it will come back to you. Continue to sow. Continue to sow. Always be planting, church. For God will bring it back. So we have to understand that in this world there are things that are under our control. And what are those? Those are the opportunities that, that God gives us uh, to, to minister his word. It's the gift of today. See, that's within our realm. That's where we function. We have no control over the past. We don't know what's coming in the future, but God's given us the blessing of today. And that's, in, that's in, a, in a sense, the opportunity is under our control. If God presents a, a relationship or God brings someone your way and he's urging you to share the good news with them, that's in your control to be faithful or to not be faithful. And God, help us to be faithful and share the good news. But there are those things that are in his hands. See, every day God presents opportunities to you and I that we may never, that we will never get back. I'm talking about today. While today is called today, be faithful in the work that he's called you to do because we're not going to get today back. So the question is, are we being faithful with what he's given us? This whole series, this whole month, we've been talking about the grind, about, about working. Are we being faithful? See, there's so many promises for us that we're going to reap what we sow. And as we're faithful ministers of God's word, we're faithful to what he's called us to do. There's a time of reaping. Your blessing's coming. If you haven't received it yet, it's coming. That thing that has been near and dear to your heart that you've been praying about, that you've been believing God for, it's coming. That time of reaping is coming. It's according to God's word. It's according to his season and his time, but we understand that it is coming. What are some seeds that we have to continue to plant? It's, it's one is our prayers because we believe that we're going to reap the blessing of those prayers. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. You're going to receive the answer to your prayers. It's a time of harvest, a time of reaping. You're going to receive the answer, but you have to continue to be faithful in that. Be specific in your prayers. If you want to see God move specific in, specifically in your life, be specific in your prayers. You know, when my kids come to me and they need something, uh, they don't just say, hey, Dad, provide for me. You know, Dad, provide for me. Mom, provide for me. No, they say, uh, 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 Dad, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm, I'm hungry. You know, take me to McDonald's. Give me some chicken nuggets. Dad, I'm hungry. They, they know specifically what they want. Why? Because they're, they're vocalizing exactly what they want. Isn't that ex an example to us, church? Man, God, this is what I need. 
You know, this bill, this bill just came out of left field, perhaps. It was something came in the mail, right? You talk about good things, checks in the mail, right? Sometimes you get these unexpected bills in the mail, but you take it to God. Man, God, you, this, this just came out of left field. Lord, I need help here. You know, my kids, they, they, they tell us when they're hungry and what they want. Just the other day, my, my, my four-year-old said, Dad, I, I, take me to Target. I want to get some slime, right? They, they like playing with slime. She's very specific. And what happened? She got her slime. <coughs> you want McDonald's? What's the big thing? They want to go to Target. Dad, take me to Target. Mom, take me to Target. They want to go shopping at Target, whatever it is. But they're specific. And such an example that is to us, church, to be specific in our prayers. Maybe you have uh, uh, some financial challenges in your life. Be specific. Lay it out before the Lord. Plant that seed, that seed of faith. Be faithful in your giving. God's going to move in that situation. Present that bill, whatever it is. Put it before the Lord. Lord. Lord, you see this. God, help me with this. I need a miracle. Sow in your prayers because you're going to reap what you pray for. Your prayers will be answered for, your, for our families, but we have to keep sowing. What else do we sow? Continue to sow your time and your strength, your effort for the Lord, because as we do that, we're going to reap blessings from doing that. There's a time of harvest. There's a time of reaping that's going to transpire. The Bible says, as I mentioned this scripture, Ephesians 5.16, redeem the time because the days are evil. Be faithful with the time that God's given us. Again, he's given us today. Be faithful with that. Don't be a sluggard. Be faithful with that. Be faithful with what God's given you because we'll never get this day back. Take every opportunity that you have. If God's urging you to do something, if he's urging you to, to, to minister to someone, do it. There's a purpose. You may not understand why, but if you feel it, you feel the leading of the Spirit as part of his kingdom, it's part of his grand purpose. Be faithful. You may not have to understand how they're going to receive it. It's, it's not our duty or it's our responsibility. All we have to do is we have to plant the seed. Sow your time and your strength, and you're going to reap blessings. Time is a precious gift that we can never get back. We must use it to accomplish God's will. In Matthew 19, 29, the Bible says, And everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. John 9, 4, Jesus said this, I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. Jesus understood that there was an opportunity that he had to fulfill his calling. There's three years of ministry. He knew that it was coming to an end. So while he was able to work, he said, I must do the work that God's given me to do. We have to use our time wisely because we can never get today back. Bishop T.D. Jakes, there's a quote from him. He said this. He says, each day is God's gift to you. What you do with it is your gift to him. So we have to sow our time, our strength in the kingdom of God. Let our life be sowed for the kingdom of God as well because we'll reap. We'll reap blessings as we do that. You know, I haven't arrived. It's no, it's no news. None of us have, have arrived, right? But if you look back, you see all the things that God's done in your life. And there are many things that I'm still believing God for. But I made a decision many years ago. And, and with God's help, he's kept me. 
But as a young man, as a teenager, I made a decision to serve God, and I thank God for, for all that he spared me from. And don't go me, get me wrong, right? We've been through our share of trials and circumstances and situations, things, hardships that we've had to face, but I thank God that because he called me at a young age and with his grace I was able to respond and I followed him, I've been blessed. God's been done, doing so much in my life, and, and, and I'm grateful. I'm eternally grateful for God's plan and purpose and how he called me. And I just want to share this with any young people in this place, perhaps uh, if you're young in this place and you played hooky from Royal Rangers or Impact, you're going to hear my voice. I have a scripture for you, and I want to encourage you tonight. Uh, but it's a sobering scripture. It's something I always remembered when I was a young man, and it helped keep me on the path of righteousness. And listen to what this said. And I'm talking about using uh, your youth and sowing your youth into the kingdom of God, letting God use your life as a young person. It's such a blessing. It's such a blessing. You get so many more years to experience God's grace and goodness. See, God's grace and power will be there for you each and every day, even at the latter years of your life. But, but God wants, to, to, he wants you to experience all his goodness throughout all the years of your life. You know, he wants your prayers to be prayers of thanks and, and glory to him for, for sparing you, not God help me to deal with this baggage that I'm carrying because of all these things I did. And God's grace will be there for you, but God's encouraging us as young people, if you're, if you're hearing my voice, to follow him now. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 11.9, the Bible says, Rejoice, O young man, in your youth. Let your heart cheer in the days of your youth. Walk in the ways of your hearts and in the side of your eyes. Here he's saying, if, if that's what your heart's drawing you to, he's saying, okay, well, if you're going to do it, then go for it. But no, listen, but know that for all, these, for all these, God will bring you into judgment. That scripture always helped keep me in line. I don't want to experience God's judgment on my life and his, his, his vast review. I don't, I don't want to experience that. So it helped me to keep, it helped keep me in the path of righteousness. So if you could hear my voice and you're a young person, let your youth glorify God. Don't use it to, to go out there and spend that time in the world and, and just spend all your, your purity and righteousness and just waste it away in the world because you want to experience all the world has to offer. I'll give you a sneak peek that what the world has to offer is death, is destruction, is defeat, is remorse, is regret, right? Those that have, that, that have experienced that, you can attest to that. Let your youth be spent for Christ. And lastly, we could sow even our material thing. We could sow finances. Sow your finances and you will reap that blessing. Malachi 3.10, bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. And try me now in this, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such a blessing that there will, be not, there will not be room enough to receive it. God is saying, test me in this. Try me in this. You have material needs in this place? Continue to give to God. Trust in him. Sow that, that physical seed. Sow it into the ground and we'll be blessed. You know, every time we have an offering, it's an opportunity for you and I to be blessed is what it is. Right? Sometimes we can have the, uh, the wrong attitude about offering. Like, oh, man, there's a, here comes a basket again. They, you know, they just want my money, right? What money? 
We're, we have an opportunity to be blessed. We have an opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. I know we have financial needs. Can you say amen? We have needs in our lives, but the answer to that is to sow into the kingdom of God, and God will meet the need. Praise God as our worship team makes their way up tonight. Thank you, Jesus. So as I conclude the series, thank you, Lord. As I conclude this series, this evening, The Grind, we focused on faithfully working for the Lord. And this is an encouragement to us. If you're not working for his kingdom, get to work. Understand that God has a plan and a purpose, and your story is a beautiful story that he wants you to share with others that will minister to the lives of other people. If you're not working for him, get to work, for it's our duty and our, our blessing to do this. We must be faithful with the opportunities that God has set before us each and every day. The gift of today, we have to be faithful with that. And understand as we faithfully sow, we'll reap. It's God's word. You've been sowing for years. You've been believing God for years. You're going to reap. It's coming. And it doesn't come in my time frame. It doesn't come in your time frame. But it comes in God's timing. He's sovereign. He knows when you're ready. And he knows each and every desire that you have on your heart. He understands and he sees that you've been delighting yourself in the Lord. What does the Bible say? He's going to give you the desires of your heart. He understands and he sees it all. Be faithful. Faithful worker. Continue to be faithful. Our responsibility is to continue to sow spiritual seed. And as Galatians 6, 9 says, in due season we will reap if we faint not. In due season. That's God's realm. That's in God, under God's control, the seasons, right? He, he, he understands when it's going to come. But what you and I have to do, church, believers, continue to be faithful, continue to work each and every day. It gets tiring sometimes. We get weary, man. We go through things, right? Sometimes we feel like we're on top of the world and, and, and there's wind in our sails and we're going full bore. We're, we're going all the way. But other times, situations happen. We get tired. We get weary. But I pray that tonight that God's word was able to inspire and to remind all of us, each and every one of us, he has a plan and a purpose and he's called us to faithfully work. And as Jesus said, while it's called daytime where there's light, I'm going to work because there's a time that's coming that no one will be able to work. So God, help me to take every opportunity here in church, in ministry, at home, in the four walls of my home, with my family, with my children, with my wife, at work, with my boss, and with my, my co-workers, at school, as I go to the grocery store, as I go and run errands, whatever it is, God, help me to be faithful and to be sensitive to your leading. If you want me to speak to that person, God, help me to speak to that person. If you want me to encourage him, help me to encourage him. If you want me to pick up the phone, help me to pick up the phone because I may not understand exactly why you're urging me to do this, but I understand that if I'm faithful, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to reap a blessing, and the, the receiver is going to reap a blessing as well. Thank you, Jesus. You received that this evening? Let's give God praise in this place. Thank you, Jesus. God, you're good in this place. Father, we thank you, God, for your mercy. We thank you for your calling. For your grace, Lord Jesus, thank you, my God, for your word. With every head bowed, every eye closed tonight.